Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. One of our favorite tools, how far does the counting of animals go? Not just bad at math, but so much more. Well-known people with dyscoculia and dyscoculia and ADHD. This is our podcast for week 34 of 2021. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Dyscoculia Services, into our studio this week to look at the links we have on our website, Dyscoculia Headlines. How are you doing, Dr. Schroeder? Welcome. I'm doing really well. Thank you again for having me. And Absolutely. indeed, those are wonderful links that we can talk about today. Right, exactly. They are. They, I think. I think they're very, and especially. I'm. I'm very keen on the one about animals. But let's stir, uh, start with the first one first. Uh, your favorite tool. What well, would that I, be? I have many favorite tools, but one of them that really stands out is called uh, Mathigon. They have all kind of uh, things, uh, including a so-called polypad. Uh, which you can uh, use for many things like shapes and numbers and scales and um, uh, X and Y uh, graphs, etc. There's there's a plethora of of interesting things here. Um, And uh, this is the advantage of working online with students. You can uh, never forget your box of manipulatives. Right, right, right. But uh, you have everything under your fingertips. And you sometimes do not know what is a specific issue for a student. And you might not have predicted that you needed this, that, or the other uh, manipulatives in your bag. And here you can quickly switch. You have uh, all things including cuisinaire rods and, and shapes, number lines uh, at your fingertips. And you can uh, let the student uh, also um, participate. So, and another thing that is wonderful, it is all free. It is really one of my favorites at this moment. And also you can save uh, your student's work and sharing it uh, makes sure that they can actually review it later at home. And that is an advantage also sharing it with other teachers and parents so that you make sure that they explain things in the same way instead of confusing the student with a different approach. Sounds good, sounds good. Now that next link, I get excited about it. It's about the animals and their ability to count. And and uh, now I, I've seen this in a circus where they, I think they had a had a donkey who could do math. Yes, I've seen it with horses too. And and those are well known tricks actually, where the handler actually instructs uh, the donkey or the horse or or the monkey how many times to scratch or make a sound. So. Well, actually, this is different, and I have been uh, reading this with a lot of astonishment. Uh, so I really want to share this with you. It's about the ability uh, for animals to work with numbers, and we already know uh, that there is like a built-in function that the animals will uh, use when they encounter a different group of animals, and there is a 
contest about which group is getting the food, uh -huh. um, which group is larger or smaller, and there obviously needs to be a, a, a quite sizable difference to, for those <laughs> yes. uh, animals to see it, but that helps them to decide if they should fight or flight. <laughs> but it goes deeper. And here you really need to hear this. This article gives a lot of examples like honeybees count landmarks when navigating towards a source of nectar. And a lioness can tally the number of roars that she hears from an intruding pride before deciding whether to attack or retreat. Oh. Some ants keep track of their steps and some spiders keep track of how many um, how many little flies they were have in their web. So they keep a little tally, tally marks well, there. Well, <laughs> maybe not the tally marks, but some spiders keep track, uh, like I said, from the uh, what they caught in their web. Uh, and, and this is really interesting. There's one species of frog uh, and that bases its entire mating ritual on a number sequence on, on um, oh. So if a male calls out, right. uh, some kind of whining pew that I cannot uh, uh, mimic, <laughs> followed by a brief pulsing, uh, like they, they call that a chuck, his rival responds by placing two chucks at the end of his own call. So the first frog then responds with three and the other with four and so up and up and up to around sometimes six and, and maybe then they, they run out of breath. Well, anyway, this is an amazing uh, right. list of things where we have um, uh, numerical uh, content in the in the animal world. It's and amazing, we're just yeah. Beginning to understand the background of it. But now it now it becomes clear why these frogs sometimes keep you out of your sleep the whole night. Right. There, well, there must be more frogs. There must be far more frogs. Yeah. Indeed. Now the next link says not just bad about math, but so much more. Yes, in this link you will uh, hear Amanda and Lexi uh, talk with uh, expert Daniel Ansari about why dyscalculia is underdiagnosed. And our listeners should do good to listen to the podcast in the link, as it's really interesting to hear that. And when you're bad at math, um, that there uh, can also be so many other things that are impacted. So the story highlights the lack of awareness for dyscalculia and how that creates a lack of resources and accommodations. The dyscalculia also causes issues with, for instance, keeping track of time, finding your way around, and in general, organizing your life. Now, a very interesting podcast it highlights that you need to move quickly to get a diagnosis as soon as you notice something might not be working as expected in your child's uh, math class. Okay, okay. Well, that's a very good, uh, very good encouragement. And definitely that podcast is worth the time that it takes to listen to it. The next link is... Uh, all about boosting the self-confidence of the children who have dyscalculia because this is about very well-known people with dyscalculia. Who would that be? Yes, and this is the website Number Dyslexia and they list seven well-known people who have or had dyscalculia. Right. So let me highlight a few of them. 
uh, they start with Cher, the famous singer who's yeah. also a yeah. songwriter. From da- Bonnie, Bonnie and Cher. They yeah. mentioned Benjamin Franklin, one of our fa- founding fathers. Well, I don't know exactly how they diagnosed that. Most likely he has made a mistake when he <laughs> wrote. <yeah. laughs> Maybe they, they looked at the numbers in the... Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, well, anyway, uh, then Hans Christian Andersen, that was uh, better um, documented. Uh, because he really had a lot of uh, issues in schools, but okay. he later on became a very famous writer of fairy tales. And then also um, Robbie Williams and Mary Tyler Moore uh, had dec- documented issues in school, including with uh, okay. math. Well. But they, as you all know, became very famous. Right. And this is just uh, to underline that you can be destined for very great things, even when you have uh, dyscalculia. Now, in fact, I have to say that larger companies now actively recruit for so-called neurodiverse people for the creative and different way their minds work and what they can bring to the table. That's interesting. Well, let us quickly finish this with the last link before all hell breaks loose here, because there are thunderstorms over the studio and you may hear the, the roaring thunder in the background. Uh, our last link is about dyscalculia and ADHD. Does that often come together? Yes, definitely. Uh, this is a wonderful little cartoon and they reveal that about 25% of people with ADHD also have dyscalculia. That is and obviously, it is a little bit about uh, how exactly you diagnose the ADHD and how exactly you diagnose the dyscalculia. Right. There is little different uh, cut-off things, but around a quarter of those people are affected uh, also with dyscalculia. So this means that there is another great challenge in teaching and tutoring them. They will lose their attention quite easily and that makes it harder to work for them. For children with ADHD is often good that there is an adult with them while they get online lessons to help them focus and not start doing other things on their computer which i sometimes see happening <laughs> yeah and um uh, this is something that that is uh, that is uh, very common and uh, we definitely need to um, help those students as much as we can with organizing and, and staying um uh, on the task so that they get the most out of their uh, math lesson, be it in class or online. Great. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights as always. Uh, We hope to see you again uh, next week. Be safe when traveling back to your office or if you want, you can certainly have lunch in our cafeteria here so that you can wait until the thunder rolls over. Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, And she's on a quest to increase the awareness of dyscalculia and also the number of dyscalculia educated tutors. So for that, you can go to her website, dyscalculiatutortraining.org, and you'll find all about that amazing training. Dyscalculia Headlines Weekly is a production from dyscalculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at dyscalculiaheadlines.com, and we are on Twitter at dyscalculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Disco Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. 
You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.